It's kind of like hardware or software. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to put in the words. Nowhere. This is where this book comes in. To take us back to our default setting. Seeing the next person as an equal, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, or social class. Yevnir Durosu is a renowned diversity and inclusion motivational speaker and consultant, digital marketing entrepreneur, creative writer, and published author. We talk about his book, Alike Regardless, and discuss our social and cultural responsibilities to be inclusive. So I have a little problem here. I have uh-huh. some maintenance folks. Let me check on them real quick because they're making, they're replacing a window that's making noise. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Perfect time. I see mm. them uh, eating. Okay. So that's good. Nice, dude. So, dude. Uh, yeah, go this ahead. This is going to, this is going to be, sorry. This is going to be uh, a Zoom video or is it going to be just, just audio? That's a great question. And so initially I did send you a Zoom link, but since, since we, in the past couple months, there's a lot of transitioning that I've been doing in the podcast production uh, uh, side of things. And so I switched from Zoom to Riverside FM, uh, which is another platform that allows us to record our voices locally and it actually has a higher quality of video and audio. However, um, I am not going to be posting the video. I'm only going to be posting the audio. Perfect, because I don't want my maintenance guy to, while they're doing the window for other <laughs> things to show up. So let's just do the audio. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't want to do this right yeah. now while these guys are here. It's all good. And um, you know what? Thank you for your time. I do appreciate your time. I do appreciate your patience. Uh, there are, and that just goes to show, um, in w- whenever you're going through uh, a new uh, journey, like being a guest on a podcast or even hosting a podcast, there's always going to be something that comes up, right? right. Of course, so it's of just, course. It's not like, yeah, it's not the, it's not the outcome. It's the journey. How are we going to get through it together? What are we going to do to learn from it? And how do we get better next time? So thank you again, man, for, for taking the time to, to be on the, on the show. And how do you pronounce your name? I don't, I don't want to mispronounce it. Is it Yevnir? Yevnir. Yevnir. Okay. Yvner. And you're from Haiti, right? Yes, I am. Awesome. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about yourself? You have a book called... Um, uh, alike regardless. Yes. Right. And, uh, but yeah, take it away, man. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan, for having me on your podcast. And I know it's been uh, a while since, uh, we set up this meeting, but, yeah. uh, we here now. So I yeah. appreciate you, uh, you know, meeting with me today. Uh, sure. again, my name is Yvonne So I, I was made in Haiti. I currently live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, the middle of the country, the heartland. Yep. I am an author, an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker on diversity and inclusion. I recently uh, published a book, Alike Regardless. This is where it began. And 
I wrote this book to challenge the normal division present in humankind. Uh, let's face it, we're all born equal. And because we're all created equal, that makes you wonder why do we grow up to convince ourselves that we are unequal. Uh, this is where this book comes in, to take us back to our default setting. Yeah. Seeing the next person as an equal, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, or social class. Yeah. So that's the premise of this book. So what are some of the things before you, before you published this book, what were some of the things that you were involved in? Before I published this book, uh, as far as a uh, profession, I'm a digital marketer. Yeah. Okay. So I help uh, small businesses uh, get online, building websites, uh, doing SEO work for them, uh, social media, paid advertising. Uh, that's what I do for, for small businesses. Nice. So what, what, is there something in that that inspired you to, um, to write this book? Um, did you see a lot of interaction or division, if you will, in your line of work, or was it just kind of, did you have a pulse on our society, on our culture? Um, what, what inspired you to, to write this book? What inspired me is the culture, the society. And and I, I am really, really tired of what's going on, uh, the divide uh, we have in our world, whether it's a racial divide or a social economic divide, we do have a divide. And this is what this book is about. And because I'm so tired of it, watching the news and listening to the radio or talking to a person and what's going on. And uh, so-and-so was discriminated against because of the black, because the Hispanics, because uh, they're women, because they are from the Middle East. Uh, and these things just upset me. And I, then I said to myself, I need to write a book about it with the intention to bring healing to the human mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do notice the tone. Um, I feel like I notice a pretty aggravated tone and it doesn't, not in a negative way, in a very, um, it's almost in, in an inspiring way um, because you are a little perturbed at the fact that we are becoming so divided amongst one another. It's like, look, you guys need to get your stuff together. Pull, pull together work together you know you provide plenty of examples of in nature where you know every everything is everything is in harmony and they work together for the betterment of not only themselves but you know for the ecosystem Absolutely. and so i do i do notice that tone um and you try to um raise awareness of of divisiveness and you're really trying to uh, pursue and um, just kind of provide a, an avenue of inclusivity, right? Absolutely, so absolutely. Bringing everyone together. Yes, and 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 also doing things differently, changing the way we think. Albert Einstein says we cannot solve our problems 
with the same thinking we use when we created them. Right. So in order for us, in order, uh, if we are to move beyond where we are to a mm -hmm. better world, mm -hmm. we really must think and see things differently. Mm -hmm. uh, we must be willing to, to have enough courage to act differently because we can't apply the same principles as and, and expect different results, right? And as right. you hear all the time, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Right. Here we are talking about uh, deeply ingrained habits that mm -hmm. we have had for centuries to mm -hmm. be fine-tuned with uh, uh, for an easy adaptation. Right. It won't be easy, and I know that it will not be an easy journey. The hardest thing to do as a human being is to change the habit we are already used to, right? Why do you think that is? Because it's part of our nature. We want to, we want, as we are comfortable in our habits, mm -hmm. we want to remain that way. That's our nature as human. We, we most of the time do not want change. We, if something is normal, like for example, as you talk about the divide, a lot of things we we have in our society, in our in our in our culture, people think it's normal. It's normal to discriminate someone. It's normal to uh, uh, to shoot someone for no reason. It's normal to discriminate. Uh, someone because they're a woman is normal to discriminate because they have a different lifestyle. But no, mm. these things are not normal. And yeah, I, I think that a lot of a lot of the times that um, you know, if, if we are looking from the outside in, meaning if there are communities or um, areas uh, in which we in which we're kind of peeking in the window, mm -hmm. um, we do see some of that well what i'm trying to say is i think that we perceive that as what you're describing in because i don't think that everyone thinks that um uh, putting women underneath men is normal i certainly don't um and no one that i know does so there is that perception um uh, and i'm not saying that people don't Right. In some have, societies, yes. In, in some, some cultures, societies, that is exactly what happens. And that is what they build their society on, is putting themselves higher than other people, whether it's by their skin color or their sex or whatever. Um, but there are cases in which, and that doesn't happen. And um, I don't think that it, as, I'm just going to push back just a little bit because I don't think it's as normal uh, in today's society. But I can certainly understand that it was normal. Yes, uh, in some cultures, and not too long ago, yourself. and not too long ago, right? Absolutely, it was it was very <laughs> normal in 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 the United States. So um, I do I do feel like that some of the things that you are saying uh, do push a few buttons, and it, it can push a few buttons in some people because they may disagree with you, and that's fine, uh, or they of may course. agree with you. The purpose of, I feel like the purpose of your book and the intent of your book is just to start a conversation, right? Absolutely. Let's just talk about it first, right? 
and then we can discuss the points. Uh, one point that I wanted to ask you is um, just because parents uh, teach certain principles to their children um, doesn't mean that they're that, that the children are going to follow it. Um, like I know that the, I know that in some cases they do, uh, but in chapter five you kind of bring up the the parents' situation, the nature versus nurture, right? And so. I wanted to ask you why it was that, how and why some of these children who grow up break free from these uh, divisive principles that parents may teach their kids when they're growing up. Like, why do they break free? Why do they choose to change? Because in my mind, um, that is a very natural thing to do. Um, Once one becomes aware of the divisiveness, they tend to move towards a little bit more of a uh, harmonious state with themselves and with their communities, right? So for me, that seems a little bit natural, moving away from the stress and into a peaceful place. Um, do, do you feel the same way? Yes. And as, as parents, uh, our children, they learn from us. Mm-hmm. They learn to, to love. They learn to hate from us. Because the parents are the first mentors. Mm-hmm. And even before the kid, uh, reach, which is like age, uh, school age, mm-hmm. the parent is the one teaching the kid everything. So, so most times, sometimes not. <laughs> pretty much everything. Yes. Sometimes. I mean, when I'm in the parents, sometimes for, for some cases, the whoever is, uh, Whoever's around, whoever's around, the aunt, the yeah. uncle, the, the 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 um, the childcare person, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. and and we see that children they do learn from their parents, and that's why I mentioned that the divide comes from home. Mm-hmm. Now, once as you get older, you start to formulate your own thoughts, your own understanding of humanity, your own understanding of mankind, then you begin to change. You can say, you know what, the way my granddad thought of, you know, of this group of people is not the way it is. Now that I understand, I can develop some type of empathy to understand other people the way that that is more, that is better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but we are we are truly alike regardless. We are. And you, you touch on a lot of points where we're different. What are some of the remedies that are available to us as a society to reach out to and to understand uh, in order to bring us closer together? Uh, because it does seem like that there are quite a few people or groups taking the opportunity to, um, cancel people or take things out of context or uh, bring more division. It's almost like if you have a group of social police that are going around and listening to folks uh, and taking things that they've said um, and, and then they're, and then uh, what are some of the, what are some of the things that we can do in order to bring us closer together in a society uh, that does seem to provide a lot of divisiveness 
behind the name of uh, equality, right? So you have movements that stand for a good cause, and I truly believe the the recent movements uh, are standing for a good cause, a pure cause, right? But you also have people um, calling out others for things that they've done in their past that, and they've not done those things in such a long time, and they've actually moved on with their lives. So how do we bring more, how do we bring us together more when, when there's so much, uh, fuel behind dividing each other in the name of inclusion? So for every disease, in order to, to bring remedy to, to any illness, we must first admit that there's, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, when it comes to the divide, we have to acknowledge that we have a problem mm-hmm. and create awareness. And, and you are also part of that healing right now because we are having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it also part of, it's also start with that conversation. Having that conversation, acknowledge that we have a problem in those areas whether it's a racial divide or a social economic divide, we acknowledge that we have that problem and create awareness and say, hey, you know what? We are alike regardless. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on the things that matter. Mm-hmm. Let's bring unity. Let's encourage people to care and love for each other and treat each other with empathy. Mm-hmm. And and I'm saying this for everybody. Whether someone was uh, was part of a hate group or someone was part of a neo-Nazi, KKK, or whatever, and treat everyone with empathy, with understanding that have everyone involved in, in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Because one group cannot fix it. It requires everybody to have that understanding and have that conversation to bring healing to our world. Who who are some of um, your influences in your life? There are a lot of, uh, that's a good question. There's, there's a lot of um, authors, other authors that I truly admire uh, when it comes to uh, their viewpoint on on diversity, and there's a there's an, a local author here, uh, Risha Grant. She she is amazing. She has some some real good books on on bias. That's her main uh, point on bias. And there's another. Uh, there's a few other authors that uh, that I could name. Uh, mm-hmm. that are really strong in this in the space mm-hmm. and and I've been uh, having conversation with and different people that are in the space of diversity and inclusion that do training uh, for for employees for for corporation mm-hmm. that I share those ideas as well but mainly they talk about diversity and inclusion, but not so much on the divide. My focus is more on the divide mm-hmm. that we have and how we bring healing to it. 
Mm-hmm. And with this book, and and I know that for some people, it's 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 something totally different from what uh, we from what we see and what we read in the books, right? Right. This is yeah. why I advise my readers to approach this book with an open mind and a heart, mm-hmm. because some of the things that you will read in this book will be drastically different from what we used to. Right. And But I want you to be prepared to change your worldview, your way yeah. of thinking, and be willing to learn new things and try out those new things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I 100% agree with you. What are some of the what are some of the ways that we can start um, applying some of the some of the healing methods that that you suggest? It starts with love. Have you seen that song? All you need is love. <laughs> All you need is love. Yeah, and which that's a I really took- good point, man. Because you say you say you can't give what you don't have, right? No. I think you're quoting someone there. But but still, like in the book, you you kind of talk about how you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself. That's very important. And I, I believe that loving someone, that's one, but you cannot do it if you don't have it for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. You first got to love yourself. Loving yourself is not selfish. Mm-hmm. Is in fact a prerequisite of having Uh-oh. love for anyone. Sorry. Sorry. They're they're very loud back there. I don't know what they're doing. Yes, it's because of my window guy. I'm so sorry. It, it's okay. Is your window is your window broken, man? Yes, I had a uh someone broke into my house. Oh no. <laughs> what? Yes, were they trying to get their were they house. trying to get their hands on a copy of your book? No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I think it was somewhat with, with, with some mental condition. I'm so sorry to hear about that, man. But I hope you'll be able to edit this, right? We can a little bit. Um, I don't know how much of the noise we can reduce, but we can try. And at the end of the day, this is a freeform discussion uh, podcast, right? Things are going to happen. Things are going to come up, um, and that's fine. I think. The beauty in our conversation uh, lies in the realism that that we that we bring forth here. Uh, so I think that it's fine uh, if they can keep it down. That'd be great. But if not, let's press on, man. So okay. you were talking about love, <laughs> love, and, and and as I talk about it, that's a hard hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a hard hill to climb. Why do you feel? Why do you feel like it's hard? Because it's it's something that we struggle and we struggle to do. Mm-hmm. We struggle to to love ourselves in the first place. And because mm-hmm. we struggle to love ourselves, to accept ourselves. And and when I mean love for ourselves, it has to be unconditional. Mm-hmm. And and I believe that the human being we should love ourselves regardless of who we are, where we come from. Mm-hmm. And when we love ourselves, we can extend yeah. that love right to the next person. Unless, uh, but if we don't have it, we can extend it. 
<laughs> Unless you're narcissistic. Uh, and then you love yourself to a fault. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, overall, I agree with what you're saying, you know, basically, um, when you start loving yourself and appreciating who you are and let's define love real quick, because I think that, um, I think that what love, uh, when people hear the word love as in love yourself, uh, let's not, let's not negate, uh, um, being in a growth mindset and self-correcting and making sure that you're um, not doing the things uh, to hurt other folks um, on a continual basis, right? You're always trying to get better. It's not just treating yourself. It's not just going to the day spa. It's not just buying yourself, you know, gifts or patting yourself on the back. It's also providing that tough love to yourself and that you have to be able to understand where your biases lie in order to self-correct, right? And to address some of those things that could be potentially hurting other folks. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, and this love we're talking about is the kind of love which we call the agape love. I mean, I don't have to know you. I didn't have to go to school with you. I didn't have to be part of your family for me to have that love for you. I would have that love for you regardless. Regardless, you were who you were, a, a criminal or, or whatnot, mm -hmm. is knowing that you have that sentiment for another human being. Was that love hard for you to uh, learn? It is for all of us as human beings. It is for all of us as human beings. It seems like it comes pretty natural to you, man. That you that you you know you're you're spreading this this love and this awareness of togetherness, and um, it come it, it doesn't seem like that you. Um, it's hard for you. It seems very easy for you. You seem like a very pleasant person to be around. So, like I'm yes. kind of wondering, like in your life, where where did you where did you have the most struggle in? and figuring out how to love yourself and how did you get to the point where you understood how to exude that to others? I can say confidently that I had an easy start. Uh, reason I said that I am the, the baby of my family. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with seeing my, my mom saying, Oh, I love you. My siblings saying, I love you. And doing things for me, uh, uh, taking care of me, appreciating me. So mm -hmm. since I was a kid, I've been hearing those words. And, and because I had that start, I learned to pretty much extend that to other people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very difficult for me mm -hmm. to do that because I've been, I have received it to a large extent. Right. And because I have received it and I want to extend it to other people a mm -hmm. hundredfold. Sure. That that's what I'm saying. It's for you it seems very natural. <laughs> but for but for others it's not for so others natural. it can be difficult. And, yeah. and 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 this is why if someone if it's difficult to someone, you gotta understand that person's too, their background, where mm -hmm. they come from. Right? Mm -hmm. And if it was, if someone, let's say a kid 
was never told, oh, I love you, John. I love you, um, Jan. It would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why you see a lot of people, they have issues loving people because they have never been loved. They don't understand why they should do it. Yeah. I think it's, it's just selfish to why would I want to love you? Why? Right. Do you do you feel like that in today's society that people take themselves too seriously these days? I think so. In some ways, yes. People do take themselves too seriously. Because it seems like that um it seems like that there isn't a whole lot of forgiveness. Um especially in in today's society and, and amongst a lot of different communities. A lot um, of what? I'm, I didn't hear. A lot of different communities. In today's society and a lot of different communities, it doesn't seem like that there's a whole lot of forgiveness. Uh, I, um, and what I mean to say is, um, you know, if, if, if you love yourself and you exude love's, love to others, um, first you would have to learn to forgive yourself for your mistakes. Right. And then if you truly love someone else uh, in the agape sense, and by the word that by the way, that word comes from uh, the Hebrew language, I believe. Right. Hebrew. Correct. Yeah. And that and that means um, will you tell me what that means? Because I forgot. <laughs> so uh, so let me uh, expand a bit more on what you are saying about forgiveness. OK. Yeah. So, of course, forgiveness is is really important because if you cannot forgive someone, you, you're going to end up dying with, with hate in your heart for that person. And in return, that's going to create more problems for you. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is more for you. Mm-hmm. When you hold things in your heart, you don't forgive. You don't let go. Mm-hmm. That means you cannot have that conversation with that person because you hold that person for so long in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's going to prevent you from moving forward. Right. And, and I can give you a, a basic illustration. Let's just say I have a big bag on my back with full of heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I cannot move. I cannot jump with a big bag in, in my back, right? Mm-hmm. And because we carry all of this heavy loads on our, on our backs, that, that's the unforgiveness. It's very difficult for us to move forward uh, with our lives and move forward with loving people, with, with looking moving forward with having proper communication with other people. Right. So agape is from the Greek, not the Hebrew. Oh, Greek. Okay. Yes, Sorry that's that. a Greek word, agape, uh, which you talk about in the Bible, in the New Testament. That's mm-hmm. like the father love mm. of God for humans. Mm-hmm. And, fa- and father love meaning, what, what, is, what exactly does the father love mean? Fatherly love. Fatherly mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Meaning that you would love that person 
Just like if you have a kid, you love your kid, you love mm-hmm. your son, you love your daughter. It's the human kind of love mm. for anybody and for everybody. Mm-hmm. So this is a term that they use a lot in the Bible is the love of one's fellow man, uh, 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 one's fellow human as the reciprocal love between God and human. Mm-hmm. So just like they talk in the Bible, for God so loved the world. So God so loved the world and we have to love other humans just like God loves us. And some people, if you don't believe in God, you're, let's say you're a creator. <laughs> yeah. My mom and my dad. Those are my creators. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Um, man, that really sucks that somebody broke your window. I'm sorry. I, I, I keep thinking about it because of all that noise in your background. But that uh, that's, 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 that's terrible. Um, are they almost done? <laughs> I hate the, the noise, but they, that window gonna keep me safe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, a hundred percent, absolutely. And that's so my I office, see. So that's where I work. So I see, I see. In your background, man, you have execution, grind, and hustle. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, talk uh, to me. Talk to me about those. Grind, as you can see here. Or grind, I don't know if you can see it well, is to perform repetitive tasks over and over in order to attain your goal. Say, say, that, say that one more time, a little bit louder. Louder. It says to perform repetitive tasks over and over in order to attain a goal. Mm. As you see it, as you hear all the time, I'm grinding. That's my grind. That's what I do every single day. I have a goal that I want to achieve. I'm going to grind. I'm going to do this every single day until I reach that goal. That's my grind. Yeah. Yeah. And hustle, which is pretty much very close, but not the same, which is the uncontrolled pillar of success. And The what of success? The uncontrollable pillar of success. Okay. And many times you, you can use that word as an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. You, an entrepreneur does all three things. Mm-hmm. They grind, they hustle, mm-hmm. and and they execute. Mm-hmm. Like yourself, you are an entrepreneur. You, before you started doing podcasts, you had, you had this great idea to get people together. Mm-hmm. And, and you kept doing it, you kept doing it, you get better at it. And mm-hmm. that's, your that's your grind and yeah. and your hustle yeah I, I do try to i appreciate you saying that 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 is um i think my primary goal is to bring people together uh around topics and so, so we can discuss them um i think that it's very important to have good conversations i don't think that it's important to shut people out or shut people down just because they have different views from you, you know, it's very important. It's very important to understand that people are different. And if we are divided, let's understand a little bit more why we are divided 
right? Because a lot of the things, one of the things you said um, in your book as well is um, what people fear they were, I think it was what people fear they reject or what was this, what was the saying that you had? I believe what people fear they reject. Yes. Yeah. And, and so if someone doesn't understand someone else that has a different view, um, if they're different, they're going to not necessarily be a very comfortable around them. And they're going to, they're going to be a little bit more fearful of being vulnerable. Absolutely. Um, and, and what you fear, you can't protect either. Yeah. Right. Mm. So let me give you an example of, of one of the big issues we have going on in our society. Mm-hmm. Police brutality. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you would hear many times when, when, when someone gets shot, you would hear this, oh, I, would, I was afraid for my life. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason they think they're afraid, and many times I don't think they are afraid, it's just in the mind. They're mm-hmm. thinking that this person is a threat. Mm-hmm. It's in the mind. Regardless, this person had had a weapon or not, you would hear that. Oh, I was afraid for my life. So mm. you cannot protect what you're afraid. Right. And what you're afraid, you also reject. What you're afraid is not your priority. And, and that's a good point that you brought. You can't protect what you fear. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and these are motives of the divine. Right. Yeah. As you read in that chapter. Yeah. Fear and Fear, unfamiliarity. Jealousy, envy. Yeah, for sure. Dude, uh, thank you very much for taking the time. I think that um I think that this is a good conversation that we need to continue uh over not only amongst ourselves, but um Maybe on a on a part two when someone's not working on your window, we can kind of dig Absolutely. in a little bit. I would more. love that. <laughs> but at at the end of the at the end of the day, uh, it is about us coming together and discussing uh, obviously your book, um, but discussing topics that are important for us to understand a little bit more. So why don't you why don't you let everyone know where you can get uh, where they can get your book? And where they can find you online. The book is widely distributed. It's on Amazon, barnesandnobles.com, target.com, every major bookstores. It's also available on Audible, paperback, hardcover, uh, Kindle version as well. And it's, in, it's available in every country, uh, and, and different platforms. So right now I am working to get it in physical stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working with uh, some local libraries and as well as national libraries to get it in physical stores. But it is currently available on Amazon. Uh, grab your, yourself a copy. And remember, it's uh, an easy read for you. And don't just read the book. I want you to devour the book. 
Mm-hmm. I want to, to use it as a guide. A guide to help you understand not only yourself, but your neighbor. Because the principal essence of man is to preserve the existence of the entire living race. One cannot preserve their fellow man without hanging on to the dictates of goodness, love, and peace. For every man who exists, he must ensure that he does not exist alone. He must ensure that he is not an island and that he works towards ensuring that his fellow man is preserved as much as he is. This is the principal essence of mankind. And once you understand that, you will be several steps towards creating a better world. Those are super powerful words. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. And I know that with the window, it's been a, it's been troublesome, but it's okay. We made it happen. It's been an honor to uh to go through this journey with you together thank you so much thank you so much for having me and be blessed absolutely hey thank you that's our show thanks for listening we'll see you next time